Welcome to Faith in Real Life, where we talk about truths of the Bible that are relevant to your life and faith. My name is Obi, and I'm the pastor to young adults and men at First Baptist O'Fallon. And uh, if you enjoy this podcast, please rate it on your favorite podcast app and leave a review. It helps get the word out. And uh, I am joined, as always, by Bryson McGuire, our student pastor. Heyo. It's good to have you today, Bryson. It's always good to be here, Obi. Man, I'm excited about uh, this topic. Um, we're going to we're going to do kind of a a series, mm-hmm. and so Bryson has pointed out to me that we're called Faith in Real Life, and I tend toward the um, I don't know what you call it, maybe the really theoretical, controversial, controversial. Yeah, that's probably a better word. Yeah. I tend toward those types of topics, and uh, Bryson, uh, being wise beyond his years, is uh, he's kind of directed me to some basic. Christian disciplines. Mm-hmm. And so I think what this will do for people, you can correct me if I'm wrong, Bryson, I think what it'll do for people is kind of get to see, uh, hear two young pastors, kind of mm-hmm. what uh, what we do as far as spiritual disciplines, our struggles, mm-hmm. uh, our practices, maybe people pick up some tips, uh, but also some biblical precedent for these practices. You yep. know, there may be people who don't do certain things, that, that kind of idea. Yeah, we want it to be encouraging. You know, I mean, um, as as Christians, right, you know, just because we're pastors doesn't mean we do things perfectly. We are still uh, room to grow, things to learn. Um, and so we're not approaching these as like, hey, we've got this and we've solved this and um, listen to us because we're, we're, you know, we're perfect. Um, hopefully this is encouraging to you. And, you know, as we cover different subjects like um, like today, like, you know, um, why it's hard to read the Bible, you know, prayer, uh, worship, just fellowship, different, different spiritual disciplines in our life. Um, we hope that maybe this just is encouraging to you over the next couple months. Yeah, and so that's what we are talking about today. Uh, we're starting off all these spiritual discipline topics, um, and and maybe people don't like that word, the idea of discipline, which which really that's what they are because we don't always feel like doing these disciplines. Yeah, and so that's kind of why we're talking about it. Um, and as you said, Bryson, it's it's not to say, well, look how high and mighty we are at our spiritual disciplines. In fact. Uh, it's kind of sometimes to divulge our struggles mm-hmm. and to let people know that they're not alone in those, but also, as you said, to give some encouragement along the way. Yeah, yeah. And and I hope some helpful tips that that we've either read about or implemented uh, as we've gone. So the first thing that I want to talk about is just why is it important? Why does why does studying the Bible matter? Why is Bible study important? Now there may be some Christians out there right now who are listening to this that gave me an eye roll, like oh. How, uh, how shallow uh, are we starting? How a Sunday school answer? And so I do want them to hang on because we are going to get to some others about um, about kind of our journey and our, our tips and mm-hmm. things. But we want to start here for a couple reasons, uh, because sometimes we as Christians, while we may eye roll at a question like this, why is Bible study important? We may not in practice make Bible study important. And so yep. we just kind of want to begin with um, some scripture and some mm-hmm. thoughts about why is Bible study important? Why does it matter to maybe help Christians implement uh, some yep. Bible study in their yep. lives? So I'm going to start with you, Bryson. What are some thoughts you had on that? Yeah, no, this is really important because um, so no one cares about statistics, but I find them fascinating. And uh, the most recent statistic I read through Lifeway. Uh, which is a Christian resource. They have all kinds of just tools at their uh, disposal. But um, the last statistic they came through with said that only two out of 10 professing Christians um, read their Bible on a daily basis. Mm. So in theory, like I'm not judging our listeners right now. Don't hear me wrong. Um, But in theory, that means that 80% of the people listening to this podcast right now 
do not have a consistent daily Bible study. And so I think uh, when we say this, right, there are people, man, who, man, they're like, they're walking faithfully with the Lord. They're reading their Bible every day. They got, you know, devotions and plans, and that's awesome. Um, but I think just to, you know, like that that number needs to change, right? It should be like eight out of 10. Well, it should be 10 out of 10 Christians, but um, but beside the point, um, Bible study is important um, for, for so many reasons. And, and I think for me, uh, one of the reasons I, I recognize Bible study is important is, uh, here you go, here's my Sunday school answer, okay? Um, God says Let's it's important. It. God says go. it's important. Um, Joshua chapter one is one of my favorite chapters in the whole Bible. It's just, um, it's so packed. Like, I feel like every time I read it, I learn something new. Um, but anytime God mentions something first for the first time in the Bible, I think it's always very important to, to note. Um, and so this uh, Joshua chapter one is the very first time and place that the Bible actually mentions the Bible. Um, and so um, because the first five books of the Bible were written by Moses. And at this point, Moses has died and Joshua is now the leader. Um, but God speaks to Moses and he says this. He says, um, be careful to obey all the instruction Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. And for those um, who are really big into this, that's verses seven and eight of chapter one in Joshua. So there you go. Um, <laughs> but I, I love this because God's speaking to Joshua and he says, hey, um, you've been given this word, these instructions. And he says, um, don't deviate from them. Follow them, right? Don't go your own way. Don't go to the right. Don't go to the left. Walk in a straight path. Follow what I say. Meditate on it, man. That like, day and night, that means every single day, the word of God should be in our mind. It should be in our heart. It should be in the forefront of what we're doing. And, and God says, obey it. Don't just hear it, but do what it says. And God says, only then will you prosper and succeed in everything you do. And I love that because who, I mean, who wants to fail at everything? Right. Who wants to, to be unsuccessful? I, I don't know of anybody who actually like aspires to that, that that's their goal, that they wake up today and say, man, I wanna be a failure. No one actually wakes up and says that. Uh, we want to be successful, we want to prosper, we want to do good things. And that doesn't always mean the material way that we as sometimes Americans think of it. Um, but imagine this, imagine that if we did those things, if we followed the word of God, if we meditated on it day and night, if we obeyed it, God promises right here, then we will be successful in everything we do. Um, and I think it's important because as Christians, we, um, we want to be men and women of high character, of high caliber. Uh, we, we, should be, we should be people who succeed in our businesses, in our families, in our homes, um, in our communities, in our leadership, in all these different areas. Um, and all of those things will, will be successful and will prosper when we follow the word of God. So it's important because God says it's important. Yeah, and, and to someone listening, uh, what he's espousing is not prosperity gospel. Uh, no, that's what uh, I was doing. I'm just messing. I'm just messing. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, man, we just lost a lot of... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so Unsubscribe. So what, uh, what he's not espousing is prosperity gospel, which you heard the word prosperity a lot, and prosperity is uh, not a bad word. Mm -mm. Um, and, and what I hear you saying is that the character of people becomes such that their lives are going to end up more successful in different ways and, and not just successful, but successful the right way and for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. But then also, I would say this, when we think about success, one of the things that um, would stand out to me is even in a time in, of adversity, 
a Christian who is grounded on the Word of God can face it in just a different way. Yep. Um, even things that um, can't be can't be rectified, can't be. So, you know, there's some things that are just flat beyond our control. Many yep. things, in fact, uh, like the loss of a loved one mm-hmm. beyond our control. And so, you know, if someone hears, well, if I obey the word, then I'll just always have everyone in my life healed. And well, that's just not the case. Right. Uh, if God chooses to, he will. But if he doesn't, he won't. Um, but how you face it yep. is is a different level of success because yep. um, those types of situations in life can destroy us. So so what I hear you say is really the character of the man or woman is so transformed by the Word of God that, yeah. that success permeates their life yeah. even when the material mm-hmm. isn't successful. Well, I'll give you an example. Like I'm, I'm not, I don't have kids, so I'm, I'm just married. I want to be successful in my marriage. I want to have a healthy marriage. I want to have a strong marriage. I want to be the man of God that God's called me to be. I want to be a good husband to my wife. Um, when I do have kids one day, I want to be a good father. I want my kids to be raised in the right way. Those are things that you really can't put a dollar amount on. doesn't matter how big or small your house is, how nice or janky your car is, right? Like that is also a form of success, right? And so I think, to yeah, because I want to, I think that's a good point. We're not talking about, you know, if you just follow the word of God, then you're going to be, you know, stacks on stacks and, you know, high rolling and living in a big mansion. Stacks. Is that um, a reference to physical money? Yes. Because no one uses that anymore. Stacks Bryson. on stacks? No one uses actual money anymore. I'm not saying that expression. They may use that expression. I think it's a common expression. No, that's fine. I'm talking about actual money. Does anyone actually have stacks of I bet money? someone does. Maybe so. Someone does. Maybe banks. Maybe. I, I have had an empty wallet for years. <laughs> it just that's fair. receipts only. Yeah. And that is the married life. Yeah, yeah. I love you, my honey. So But um what about what about you, Obi? <laughs> that what was a, that was a reference to my wife. I know. I was I was just <laughs> moving past, past that. Okay. <laughs> but what about you? What are what are your thoughts? All right. So why it's important. So um Second Timothy three, fifteen through seventeen is a famous passage on this and um a lot of people who um, uh, study the Bible will be familiar with this. Yeah. Um, or if they've gone through a study that talks about the importance of Scripture, they'll be familiar with this. But it might be new for some out there. So um, it says in verse 15, 2 Timothy 3.15, And you know that from infancy you have known the sacred Scriptures, which are able to give you wisdom for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. So this is the Apostle Paul writing to mm-hmm. Timothy. And just like you said, you know, you give kind of a cl- cliche answer because God said so. But oftentimes cliche answers are true. And there are things that we shouldn't go past. If yeah. God says so, it's important, yeah. right? And what this says in this verse is that scriptures point people to salvation through Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So if I knew nothing else about scriptures, it's how to be saved, yep. right? I mean, that's that yeah. should be important to all people. And if someone out there is like, well, I already know how to be saved. I'm a Christian. Okay, well, then how good are you at sharing that salvation? Yeah, yeah. Learn more and more about the, the word of God, the God who saved you. Um, but then, of course, the next part goes on and says, all scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, and training in righteousness, so so that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. So there's a growth pattern there. So teaching us, showing us um, the right things to do, how to live for God, etc., rebuking, mm-hmm. uh, so really chastising us when we're wrong. But he doesn't leave us there. It says for correcting, yeah. meaning, okay, not only were you wrong, but I'm going to show you how to do it right. And then it says for training in righteousness. Yeah. So that way my my entire habits are, are transformed. And so what, uh, what people often 
feel like in the Christian walk is, well, I'm just this way, or mm-hmm. you know, I've I've always done things this way, and and what the Word of God says to me is that's not okay. That yeah. God doesn't call us to leave us how we are. He calls yeah. He calls us to be transformed by His Word, and as we marinate on the Word, as the Holy Spirit works on our heart and convicts us of things, rebukes us, corrects us, mm-hmm. and trains us in righteousness, then our, our life is transformed. So it says, so that the man of God may be complete or mature. Some translations will say perfect, but they're talking about a mature Christian, yeah. equipped for every good work, so that we're actually useful for God, right? Right. Um, so I'm reminded of 1 Peter uh, 2, two, which says, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. And so desiring God's word to grow. So that's what really both of those uh, passages say to me. A lot of times where we think that as Christians, we just think that I'm going to naturally become a more mature Christian. Mm. And, and a lot of times people feel like if I just have the right intentions, then the right things will happen. Wow. And that's just yeah. not the case. Right. So I can want to be a stronger Christian. I can want to react right in, pro- in, in different situations. Like so, I already mentioned the loss of a loved one. I could say, in theory, I want to follow God when something bad happens, mm-hmm. and yet that doesn't happen so often. And we wonder why. Well, maybe it's because we're not mature, and maybe we're not mature mm. because we haven't studied God's word and we wow. haven't been yeah. taught, rebuked, corrected, and trained. Yeah. And that's what God's word does: is it trains us. And so then the last one I wanted to mention was Psalm 119, 105, which is kind of a, a Sunday school verse, which we teach children, and it's a good thing. It's, a, yeah. it's an awesome verse. It says, your word is a lamp for my feet and a light to my path. And just thinking about the guide that Scripture is, um, a lot of times I think we, we think that it's just such a, a dense book, and maybe some people see it as so archaic, uh, but I'm saying man, I believe this verse, that it is a guide for my life. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is so important. And I I would not want to be a person who goes through life without Scripture. Right. Because if, if you don't have Scripture, you don't have the comfort of salvation and the guide, the check for morality, the the hope in, in dark times. Mm-hmm. You don't have any of that without God's Word. So yeah. anything else yeah, you want no, to Yeah, no, it's just, it's kind of funny because we both were like, uh, God said so. Mm-hmm. And it is kind of sad that as Christians, we are willing to put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ for salvation, that we're willing to say, hey, we want to spend eternity in heaven worshiping God. Um, yet while we're here, God saying something isn't good enough to actually do it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be a lot of really disappointed Christians in heaven, most likely. Um, because At uh, least at first. At least at first. To right? wipe away our tears. Well, and though. I say that, I don't actually think they're going to be disappointed. But from an earthly perspective, if God says it, that should be good enough. Mm-hmm. The creator God who spoke this uh, world and universe and everything in, in creation into existence, um, who primarily speaks to us through his word, who has given us his word. Um, he wants to talk to us. He wants for us to hear from him. And uh, he tells us that over and over and over. And uh, he's a loving God. And uh, I don't know. I just I do think it's it is funny and ironic and, and kind of sad um, that for some Christians out there, hearing because God says so isn't good enough. And so um, if that's not the case, I do. We, I, th- I would just want to reaffirm it's important for your walk and your relationship with God. It's okay to not, like you were saying about the correction, it's okay to not be okay, but it's not okay to stay that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and God's given us his word, his tools, um, you know, just the, the guidebook for life in a lot of ways. And um, 
we have unlimited access to it and we don't take advantage of it. And, and, so. and to not let all of us off the hook, because, you know, when we say because God said so oftentimes doesn't seem like enough to Christians, mm-hmm. I'm going to put myself and yourself in that camp mm-hmm. because we may never say that. You know, we wouldn't say that except for in a story saying we believe the antithesis of that. <laughs> however, right. however, don't we often practice that? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It does. You know, I recognize God's sovereign authority over my life. Yeah. It's a real thing that I believe in. And yet in practice, we oftentimes don't. Right. And so same thing when we don't feel like reading scripture. Right. Um, maybe I'll take a day off. Maybe I'll take a week off. Maybe right. I'll take a month off. Well, what are we doing there? We're right. saying that God's word is not important. Even yep. if we know deep down it is and believe deep down it is, we're not practicing that yep. it is. And thank God too for his grace. Right. So um, yep. You know, and hear this, like, we're not saying that, like, if you don't just sit down and read the Bible for eight hours a day, then you're like a failure as a Christian. Like, that's not what we're saying. Um, there is a process, the word, and it's called sanctification. It's the process of becoming more like Christ, of growing more into the image of who God is and um, how we were really designed initially and made to be. Um, that sin has broken that image. But in saying that, right, it's a process and it's going to take time. Um, God in his grace gives us that. Um, but I would just encourage, right, um, Paul and Romans says, you know, should we continue in sin that grace should abound? He says, absolutely not. Um, should we continue um, living in God's grace and ignoring the word of God? I'd say absolutely not. So Yeah, yep, good stuff. And so that's, that's for all of us. So, all right, so that's why it's important. Um, now I kind of want to, uh, I guess we'll get more personal. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we, we've talked about the the standard, the ideal, mm-hmm. uh, but now we can talk about our journey, which is never the ideal, right? This is the part that's, um, you know, for me and you, um, we teach the Bible every week. And so mm-hmm. <clears throat> we have we have a reason to study the Bible all the time yep. uh, because we're going to have to get in front of people and talk about it. And if you don't study... Um, you don't know what you're talking about. Right. And you you t- uh, preach to teenagers, mm-hmm. and I suspect that they will have no problems uh, calling you out <laughs> if you're... No, they're brutal, man. They, they really are. You young, don't preach good, they tell you. Man, I, I preach to young adults, and let me tell you, they have some sharp, inquisitive minds. Yeah. And if I don't come prepared, I'd, I dare say they'd notice. Mm-hmm. So... So this, you know, we're at a point in life where we have to study the Bible. Of course, right. we always get to, sure. but we also have to right, right now. But Bible reading has been a journey. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just kind of want to start this out. And um, the, so the question that I'm going to ask you is, where are you now? Why is it difficult? And so the difficulty with Bible reading for anyone, I would argue, is time. Yeah. That we just don't see how we can fit it into our life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of times I think the difficulty... Um, is because people take off too much at once. Yeah. Like they just have this humongous um, plan in place, and and I kind of resonate with that. When I was younger, uh, my dad's a, uh, was a preacher, and uh, and so I remember just feeling like he knew so much Bible, and just like he seemed like a biblical giant to me that I was I was never going to measure up. So mm-hmm. then I felt like, well, why try? So when I was younger, it felt impossible. It felt so monumental that I was just like, my goodness, um, there's no point to all this. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder if listeners out there sometimes feel like that, that maybe they measure themselves against other people who are studying the Bible. They're like, well, I don't know anything like they know. Yeah. And, and I'll just say this, after years of studying the Bible and several Bible degrees, 
I still know people like that, that I, I'm like, wow, I'll never know what they know. Yeah. And so I don't say that to intimidate people. I say that to your point that, um, we're all on a path of, of becoming more Christ-like. Yeah. And so we don't need to be ashamed to where we are in our path. We just need to be on a path with him yeah. and gradually growing, um, and, and trying to look more Christ-like where, wherever we, we began the faith, keep growing. Yeah. And so when I was younger, I felt it was monumental, but there was, I don't remember when it was, I don't remember what lesson, but I remember there was a specific point in time when I, I went through a study with someone and all of a sudden I was like, oh wow, I have this part in my head mm-hmm. and I, I actually can learn this thing. Mm-hmm. It's actually, you know, it's a book unlike any other book, but it's also a book like yeah. other books that, right. that you can read it and you can know it and you can grow from it. And so uh, the first time I ever read through the Bible was when I was around 19 or 20. I, I think I started at 18 or 19, mm-hmm. and then I gradually worked through. And it just so happened that that's about the time I entered basic training. Mm-hmm. And so I remember being on my bunk at night, and I was reading the Bible because I was still on kind of this this slow path that took me two, three years, something like that. Yeah. And um, And I finished it one night, and I was like, Oh man, I'm here at basic training. There's not really a whole lot of celebrations. I feel like I should celebrate that I finished this this big thing. Yeah. And I'm just there in my bunk and I just, you know, had to celebrate to myself, pray to myself. And I was like, all That's right. Awesome. I've read the Bible now. Here at basic training is when I finished. So so that was really cool. But um, you know, it's still always it's still always a, a discipline. It's still mm-hmm. always a struggle to make time for God's word. And we'll talk in a second about some practices yeah. that have helped us. But but what about you? What's kind of your journey yeah. been like? Well, you know that I was actually intimidated by intimidated by you when I first met you, like with your knowledge of the Bible. It's really my beard. It, <laughs> no, it definitely was not the beard. <laughs> when I first met you, I was just like, oh my gosh. Like I think in the first conversation, you quoted like 15 scriptures off the top of your head. Mm. And I'm like, I know like three. And uh, <laughs> not, not literally. Well, that was all my favorite 15 probably. <laughs> <laughs> Not literally, but um, but no, I, I get that though. Like what you were saying about like there's always someone higher than you that you're intimidated by. I, although I will say for me, my my personal story is kind of a little bit on the opposite spectrum. Is um, I didn't really grow up in a house where where like it was like take ownership of your faith. Um, like mom and dad, I love you. They don't listen to the podcast, but um, mm. like I actually didn't see my parents read the Bible until I was like in college. I think. Um, about college age. And so I grew up in a pretty um, fundamental, legalistic, very type church growing up um, for most of my life. And, you know, they were, the church was more focused on like, how do you dress and how do you act, right? Um, They were more concerned that kids weren't running in the hallway at church um, than they were actually reading the word of God for themselves. Mm. And and so I just remember kind of growing up, that was my mindset towards God. I didn't view God as someone who like, wanted to me to hear from him or for him to hear from me. Um, it was more like God wanted me to look good and do all the right things and be put together anyway. Um, so I say all that, that's kind of the, the church I grew up in. And then we, we switched churches. And um, this, this new church we started going to was a church where, man, the pastor was like, you know, it was that spiritual ownership. Right. Like he's like, hey, don't just take my word for it. Read the Bible for yourself. That's good. And, and so it took a couple of years really for that mindset um, for that viewpoint to really begin to shift and change. And um, when I was in college, I had a, my college pastor um, did a challenge for the whole ministry, and it was to read through the book of First John. Um, if you don't know the first book, the book of First John is five chapters. 
Um, they're pretty short, but mm-hmm. they're very powerful, very practical yes, too. They are. Um, I, I love John's writings, but um, so I took the challenge. I'd never really read the Bible. I was probably 18 or 19 at this point. Um, so like when you were 18 or 19, you're like reading through the whole thing. I'm like, I'm starting at first John, but I said it to say, well, we all have different starting we points. We do. And, um, but and I, I would, and if I had met you, I'd have been like, man, that's awesome. Right. Go do it. And so I read through, I did one chapter a day and by that Friday, um, I was like, oh, like I did that. You know what I mean? Like it was, I felt like, okay, I can do this. Like, and I felt excited. Like I had accomplished something. I completed something. Like I had also learned some things too, um, about God, about myself, about my walk with the Lord, all that kind of stuff. And so, um, from that point, I would say, you know, I really began to take more spiritual ownership. I, w- I would say for me, it's kind of been more discipline than devotion. Um, mm-hmm. I, I always, I always say, I always am like super envious of those people who like, they just have that, like that quiet time with the Lord where like, they're like, I wake up at 4am and I drink my coffee and you know, they have that little chair in the corner with a lamp and they just read the word. And, um, like that was my grandma, like growing up, like she was like a note taker. She was a Bible reader. Like, like if you were to look at her Bible, like there's not like a single like inch of white space on it. I mean, it's <laughs> highlighted. It has writing in the margins. I mean, she's underlined things. She circled things. It's a beautiful Bible. Or she actually. was doodling during the pastor's sermon. No, no, no. I don't <laughs> think that was it. I don't think that was it. Okay. Um, but it's it's just it really. I've always like wanted to be that person. Um, and but, then you remember you're a youth pastor. And then I remember I'm not a morning person. More than being a youth pastor, I'm not a morning person. I think being a and, youth uh, pastor, or I'm a young adults pastor, and um, we've talked about this, that I I would like to be more of a mornings person. And uh, each week I kind of set in my mind mm-hmm. um, that, hey, I'm going to just really get up early. And then uh, my Thursday night with my young adults comes along, and yeah. it's like, uh, I get home at like 1 a.m. or yeah. uh, something like that. And I'm like, well, there goes that. Yeah, there so, goes that morning. Yep. So, but I say all that to say, like, I think for me, it's a discipline right now. Bible study is not something that really comes naturally to me. Um, it's something that I, I really have to be very intentional about. Mm. Um, but I believe that through discipline, that one day it will turn into devotion. Mm. Um, and and I think that's just true of any other thing in life. Um Right. When it comes, if you're trying to pay off debt, if you're trying to eat healthier, if you're trying to lose weight, or if you're trying to work out, if you're trying to build um, relationships, you know, back, restore broken relationships, whatever it is you're doing in life, um, it's going to be work and it's going to be discipline. And it's sometimes going to be awkward and uncomfortable mm-hmm. and painful. But one day it will turn into that devotion. And, gradu- and gradually you'll receive blessings anyway. Absolutely. Right? right. So we have different personalities. Um, you know, you you may be more. Um, I guess maybe you feel mo- you're most spiritual or at home with God when you're praying or yeah. worshiping. Which, yeah. w- which would you say, prayer, or worship, both? Kind of a little bit of mixture. A little bit of both. both. Yeah. So for me, I feel most at home with God when I'm dissecting a passage mm. and I learn some truth that I never knew before. That's yeah. that's a little more than at the surface. Yeah. That I had to dig a little bit. Like I actually. There's times that um, you know I think of First John. First John has some complicated passages that sure. that if someone listening is like, well, I'll just dive into First John. There's some great inspirational stuff. There's also some parts that are like kind of difficult. Sure, I actually kind of get excited when I'm like, oh, there's a problem to work <laughs> out, and then right. I get to dig in and I learn you know the truths of God more. And so, so God made us distinct. Yeah, um, and that's okay. Yeah, you 
I will still receive blessing when I pray and worship. You will still receive blessing when you discipline yourself and read scripture. Yeah, yeah. And so I guess what I wouldn't want people to hear in all this is, well, it's just hard, but do it anyway. Right. But what you're saying, and, and I wholeheartedly agree, is, man, God made us all different. Mm-hmm. Don't compare yourself to other people. Yep. Just be faithful and, and do all the disciplines. Yep. Uh, we're going to go through a lot of them in the next coming months. Uh, but for this one, we're talking about the Bible. Be faithful in that. You will be blessed by it. We're going to give you some thoughts about um, how to be more blessed by it, but just do it, and yep. you will be blessed. I believe the passage that totally says agree, man. God's Word doesn't return void. Absolutely. I think, man, as we read it, uh, God's going to speak to our heart. Yeah. Um, and so don't compare yourself to people. Mm-hmm. Um, this is God's Word is not a... It is not a thing to be read in one sitting. Yeah. It is a companion for your whole life. Yeah. And pour into it and it will pour far more into you. Wow. And good. so are anything else you want to tell about your journey? Uh no, just you know, just remember God gives grace upon grace. He really does. Where I'm where I'm weak, he's strong. Um, right. right. Where and, and then also too I do like the iron sharpens iron. Something you just kind of touched on too is like um, you know, over this past really more so year, I've learned a lot from you in terms of the discipline of Bible study, the importance of um, not just reading the Word of God, but dissecting the Word of God, really diving into it. And so, um, you know, if you're, so like for me, right, like I said, I feel most at home when I'm praying and listening to worship music, um, that kind of thing. Um, But that doesn't mean that I have to, that I just like live in that and never read the word of God. So maybe you're like me, like maybe you have a strong gift. Maybe it's like prayer, worship, evangelism, whatever it is. You're like, eh, kind of on the Bible study. Maybe it's not as, you know, uh, something that comes as naturally to you, something you find as much enjoyment, man, iron sharpens iron. Um, And so, you know, put people in your life who man can encourage you in that, who can strengthen you in that, who can grow you. Because I've learned a lot just this past year from you. Um, and it's been a blessing and beneficial to me. And I appreciate that. And, uh, and, you know, for someone listening, you know, they could even take that to be, well, Obi knows all this Bible and um, they could even think Bryson doesn't or Bryson doesn't contribute. But iron does sharpen iron and God has God has blessed us each mm-hmm. um, with gifts like anyone out there. He's blessed them with gifts and they have something to contribute. Yep. So. It is not a single week where we're both in the office. Not a single week goes by where I don't come to your office and hash out an idea or thought, right? Yeah. I wish people could see some of those behind-the-scenes <laughs> conversations. That might be an interesting podcast. Might be. Where behind we the just scenes with Obi and Bryson. Candid candid <laughs> moments where we talk things out and solve We just won't problems. put the FBC logo on that one. Right. right? Yeah. And maybe uh, publish under pseudonyms so that we don't <laughs> get fired. But, maybe. Um, no, but uh, yeah. So iron sharpens iron, and we're not in a comparison. In fact, we're in a partnership, and we're yep. going to talk about that in a, in a few. But um, but man, so reach out to people yep. um, and, and and walk this journey together. All right, so let's get to some tips. Yes, let's get to some practices. So we've all had struggles in our journey. Yep. I've already said that. Man, it felt impossible to mm-hmm. me, and then there was a moment in time where I realized, wow, I actually can learn this thing. Yep. And so you know, I have I have kind of dove into studying God's Word. I just really love it. Um, and and. And so we've all picked up some practices and tips mm-hmm. as we've gone along, some things that work, some things that didn't work. So yep. so what are some things that have kind of helped you maybe be motivated or just helped you as you studied? Yeah. Any kind of tips? So the two biggest things, and um, one of them I think we have in common, so I'll, I'll kind of touch on that next so we can kind of connect that. But um, accountability. So I actually don't like the word accountability, and let me explain why in just a second. But 
when we talk he to likes Christians. He to be left alone in his sin. When we <laughs> stop, <laughs> when we talk about this, the word accountability is going to be the thing that most Christians understand it as. You use this word too. Um, but I, I think partnership in the faith is so important. Um, and so again, think about any other discipline in your life. Um, anything that's, you know, you're working towards, you're striving towards, you want to get better at, you want to um, improve at, you want to, you know, it's whatever. You don't just have accountability, Christian accountability. This is my struggle with Christian accountability. I could do a whole 30 minute rant on Christian accountability. No, dear goodness, please don't. Most of the time, <laughs> what happens is there's some kind of spiritual moment, right? For youth, for students, it's like camp. It's like uh, Dina weekend. You know, it's like something that happens. And they're just like, I just want you to hold me accountable. Okay, that's awesome. But unfortunately, what accountability turns into is texting people. Hey, did you read your Bible today? Yep. Mm -hmm. Cool. And that's it. Like, that's not accountability. Like, that's not really true right. accountability. Um, that's just checking in on each other. And that's great. Check in on your friends. Check in on your brothers and sisters in Christ. Yep. But partnership is more like, hey, we're working towards this together. As we are walking this faith journey together, we may have different starting points. Um, we may have different obstacles in our way, but we're all walking towards Christ. We're all walking towards the goal um, that, that, that God has set before us, right? And, and so partnership is really doing life with people. If you were trying to get in shape and you had an accountability partner and you, so you're like, Hey, I'm going to go to the gym three times a week. Okay, cool. Your friend is probably not going to text you. Hey, did you go to the gym three times this week? If they do, then you can just be like, uh, yeah, you didn't actually go to the gym. You just want them to think you did. Same thing with Bible study. But what if you went to the gym three times a week with that friend, right? Right. You did it together. Um, and there is a sense of, accountability will come out of partnership. Okay, this person's counting on me to be there. Like if if, if I don't show up, they're going to know it. And then we're going to have a conversation. Hey, what's going on? Why aren't you here? What, what's going on? You know, I'm not mad and at you. And you may have ruined their morning. Like, right. hey, I got out of bed early. Yeah. Where were you? And so for me, like partnership, I, I used to have when I was in college, man, college is such a unique time in life. I loved it. Um, I still love my life now. Don't get me wrong, but it was just so different. But hmm. had this group of guys. We met every Thursday at 6 a.m. at Panera. Um, bread co for those in St. Louis, but <laughs> um, it's it's a Panera, and we would just sit, and it was it was those conversations, right? Like, um, and we would open up the word together, and we would talk about it, and we would discuss it, and so um, partnership is very powerful. And then two, um, you know, one of the greatest tools I think that no one talks about, and no one uses, is an audio Bible. Um, right. I love the verse: "Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God." For most of history, up until about 500 years ago, when the printing press was invented, people did not have the word of God for themselves. They didn't have copies of the Bible in their homes. And, you know, we have so much access to the Bible. And sometimes I think we feel like if we don't sit down and just read for eight hours a day, then we're failing God. Um, and I think about the audio Bible because everyone learns differently. Mm -hmm. Some people are visual learners. Some people are hands-on learners. Um, but I love the audio Bible because it allows me to still take in God's word. And so right. um, I'll give you a quick example. A couple months ago, I was uh, looking at my, my calendar for the day. It was just one of those days where I'm like, I have no free time. Like I don't even have time to, for a moment to myself, let alone to breathe. And I was driving into St. Louis. And I was like, you know, I could listen to a podcast. I could listen to music. I could sit in silence. I could do all kinds of things. And I said, but I feel like I just need to take in God's word. And so I, I put on my audio Bible on Bluetooth 
and I just listened. I think I got through like three books of the Bible, um, like yep. James and First Peter and stuff like that. Um, and Those I, are three you would not have read otherwise. No, I may have not. I only at least sat at that down time. right in that day and read those those books. Um, and so, but what I loved about it was I kind of was like almost listening to it like he was preaching. Mm-hmm. Like like I just remember James. I'm like like he was talking. I was like, oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, keep going. Like it was like because I was listening to it, I was taking it in. Um, and, and I was, and I was allowing God's word into my heart, into my mind. Um, and so I would just say, if you're not a reader, some people don't like to read. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not really a big, like, I, I, I think that the study and the deep dive, right. I think as a Christian, you do probably need to get to that point at some point, but if you're just starting or if you have a day like that, man, audio Bible, it's a great tool. Yeah. So there is something really cool about hearing the spoken word. And so like you mentioned, and really, if you think about not just the printing press waiting for that invention, but also just the literacy of people. True. Centuries ago, they weren't literate. Right. The, the vast majority, the 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 common person would not necessarily have been literate. So they would have heard God's word, and mm-hmm. that's how it was propagated. And our society is kind of, um, kind of shifted us all to thinking that the way you actually learn now you can hear someone talk but the way you learn the content is you have to read it and you know you can read it Mm -hmm. but like if i wanted to communicate something to you of course we email but if i want to like do the most effective communication i'm not going to like write a sticky note and put it on your desk i'm going to go talk to you or facetime me or facetime yeah our offices are 20 feet away and all of a sudden i'll just get a random (laughs) facetime from hey i have a quick question yeah bro just come talk to me saving time it's all good saving time steps because if uh if i end up going into your office then we're gonna end up having basically an impromptu (laughs) podcast episode probably true then neither of us will get our work done that's probably true yeah so um but but hearing god's word there is something about it that is more like the spoken language that hits you a different way and now what I was going to say is this, because you mentioned like people need to get to the deep dive. And I would just say, since the Bible is your companion for life, it's all like there's all sorts of ways. So I do uh, when I teach, I do what's called whole book exposition, mm-hmm. meaning we go we pick a book of the Bible and we go verse by verse throughout throughout it. And we don't go very fast, to be quite honest. And we we pick out the nitty gritty and, mm-hmm. you know, every little thing. Um, now, if that's all the Bible that people get, then they're they're lacking mm-hmm. because that means they're not hearing the rest of the word. If I take, let's say I pick a decently long book of the Bible, so it takes me a year to get through. That means for a whole year, they haven't heard any of the rest of the Bible except for references. And if they go to a, you know, hopefully they go to the worship, regular worship service for our church. Sure. But if let's say I were their only teacher, then that they would be missing so much. So I would say there's room in the life of people for deep dives mm-hmm. and and high level. Yeah. And what's cool about doing an audible version is that it can be the supplement. Mm. So you can say, well, I'm not going to retain it as much. Okay, you may not as much. Although I think if people you will, you retain more than you think. Yeah. I've I've uh, I started doing this. A year and a half ago, maybe just mm-hmm. going through regular Audible books. Been working on my last seminary degree, and uh, just in seminary, you don't have time to read for fun. Right. But I can listen for fun. Sure. And so I, I've gone through so many books that I would have never had time to sit down and read, and and I retain a lot of them. Yeah. And so same thing for the Bible is 
um, you know, that Audible can be our high level that uh, and by high level, I mean like the 30,000 foot view as opposed to in the weeds yeah. where I'm zoomed in looking at every little verse and every word and everything like that. And so I think it's good to have both in your life. Yep. And probably the audible needs to be the more, the one you have more of, mm-hmm. because then you're continually getting it into. Now, listening to the book of James once, you, you may not retain that much. Right. If you listen to it over a lifetime, yep. let's say you listen to it dozens of times, yep. then, man, it'll be it'll yeah. be there. It, yeah, you'll, you'll know it a lot better. So I, I like that. Well, would you have any other practices that you wanted to point out? Uh, man, I feel like that's a whole other podcast episode right there. <laughs> like, But I think for me, the two big things I found that have been, if not benefited, but have been great resources and tools are those partnership and audio Bible. There's dozens more I could talk about. That. Man, I love those. Um, and so I'll say this too, to someone who is out there and they're, they're encouraged, they're like, man, yeah, I need to open that thing. Mm-hmm. It's been sitting on my shelf, then uh, do it. And so here's, here's kind of one that I was thinking of is a lot of times when people try to start off anything really they start off too fast Mm -hmm. and and try to take on too much so for instance you mentioned exercise so let's say you've just you got you a partner you're going to go to the gym you're going to work out and the first day there you do your whole body you spend three hours of serious workout and then yeah you're you're exhausted that day and then day two three four and five you feel like oh man, I think I actually broke my muscles, right? I think, <laughs> right. I think they don't work anymore. Whereas what you, what would be wiser is to start off slow. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I would say to someone who is like really nervous about the Bible. It is a big book. Start off slow, mm-hmm. go through something like first John, uh, go through that, maybe yep. listen to it first. Then maybe yep. uh, one thing that I've found that helps is sometimes because I get distracted pretty easy. Sometimes if I just need to cover a section of scripture just to get that part in my head, mm-hmm. then I will listen to it while I read it. And mm. it's just an interesting way to like have my... It's like double in your mind. It really is. Yeah. It's like two of my senses wow. are just focused on mm. that. It's kind of cool. And so, yeah, so I've, I've done that. But I also just recommend small bites. Yep. Take small bites. As I said, this is not... Um, the Bible is not something to be devoured in one sitting. It yep. is a companion for life. And the goal is just to get it into your regular life. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like if you're, again, to use the exercise analogy, if you're trying to get healthy and trying to get in better shape so you can be healthy, then it's not just, well, I'm going to go to the gym for the next two weeks yep. and, and kill myself yep. uh, doing too much workout. It's, no, I'm going to try to change some habits and mm. get a healthy lifestyle. Yeah, Same yeah. thing for scripture. I want scripture to be a regular companion for life. So what are some ways that I can reasonably put the Bible into my life? And we've already said one, audible. Uh, and then I want to give you another one. Okay. So so people often, as they go through scripture, they're like, well, I just read it, and then I just don't know what I just read. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm like, I read it, and my eyes gloss over, and I'll go in with the best of intentions, but I just read it, and it, I just kind of checked a box. So here's something that I do, and and I just I will warn people that it can become over discipline. Okay. So again, go back and forth, do the high level, then yep. the low level. But if you're having trouble comprehending, so one thing that I do is called summary sentences. Okay. I do this in my teaching as well, but I uh, I do this actually for every book that I read. Um, so even if I read a non-Christian a book, mm-hmm. if I want to go back to something, I want to be able to have some sort of resource that can get me to it easy. So what I do is after I read a chapter, in one to three sentences, I try to summarize that chapter. Yeah. And so that's what I do for the Bible as well, is I go through and I'll read a chapter of the Bible, and I'm actively trying to think, what does that mean? 
Not what does it mean to me, but right. what is it actually saying? Right. Um, so you mentioned the soap method, right? So part not of not this podcast, but oh, just before. Oh, you did? not thought yeah, you yeah. mentioned it. No, I uh, haven't mentioned it. Go, go ahead and say something about that real quick. Yeah. So the soap method is something I recommend to students um, a lot. It's a good starting point for how to study the Bible. And so uh, it's an acronym, and I'm not a huge fan of acronyms, but it stands for. You better be. You're in a military <laughs> community. It stands for Scripture, Observation, Application, Prayer. So the idea is, is um, take a passage of Scripture, right? That can be a verse. It can be 10 verses. It can be a chapter, whatever it is for you. And in the Scripture part, write out, kind of like that summary statement, write out a couple of the verses. Um, and and so it's a little bit different, but write out a couple of the, the verses that stood out to you, things that you took notice of. Um, then the O observations, right? What is what is the passage saying, um, right? Is there are there any names? Who's in the passage? You know, is Jesus mentioned? The disciples? Is there an author? You know, is there a church? Whatever. Um, are there are there words that repeat? Um, are there commandments to follow? Are there promises um, that God makes to us? Those things. What what are what do you see in the passage? And then application. Um, how do how do I make this real in my life? Um, not some theoretical. How can the people overall make this, but how can I take this passage of scripture and make it real to me today? Um, and then prayer, you know, one of the things that this is actually really why I like the soap method more than others, um, is because what you do then is you take time and you pray that, Mm. um, one of the best things I think you can do, and this is actually kind of for our next podcast. So I'm kind of giving a preview for, but pray scripture, pray God's word back to him. Um, and, and so when you look at a verse, you can say, God, I know your word says this, um, help me to live this out today. Help me. Um, I know your word says to go and make disciples. Lord, help me to make a disciple, be a disciple maker at my work today with with this person. Um, and so I like that. It's a good starting point. What's cool about it is students who actually have done it about maybe depending on who they are, about six months to a year later, they come to me and they're like, hey, kind of feel like I need more. And that's awesome mm-hmm. because what they've done is they've taken that spiritual discipline and now, not that it doesn't work for them anymore, but they want they want to go a little bit deeper. Yeah, and, it's a uh, good so thing it's an, to grow. It is awesome, and it's a good starting point. So I, I recommend it if, if that's something, if you're looking at a, a good starting point for reading the Bible and really studying the Bible. Yeah, and so I wanted you to mention that, and uh, yeah, I thought you had. Sorry. Because we talked about it in uh, warm-ups for this. Yeah. But, uh, but so, so the reason I wanted you to bring that up is because as people go through, and I'm talking about summary sentences again, yep. so... What when I read, so right now I'm going through the book of Romans. One of the first things I do is I read through a chapter, mm-hmm. um, Romans 1, what does it mean? Yep. Romans 2, what does it mean? And so I always ask that, not what does it mean to me. Yep. Often Christians ask that first, and that's the wrong way to do it because it had an intent when it was written. Yep. So so this is a good, yours is a method. Mine, I would say, is a rule mm-hmm. of interpretation that you have to find out first what does it mean, yep. and then you can apply it to yourself. Yep. Then what is what does it mean to me? So so do that as you go through, and a thing that helps with that and a thing that helps with comprehension is that I'm just going to go through a book of the Bible, and I'm going to read a chapter, yep. and I'm going to write down what it means. And the cool part is that means when I read it, I'm paying attention to try to understand it. Yeah. And so it does something different from my perspective. I'm not just going through it to cover it, which that's what we do a lot of times is we're just saying, well, I'm going to check the box and say I read the Bible. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to read a chapter. Okay, I read a chapter. What was it about? Oh, I have no idea. Whereas if you try to say, what does uh, what does this actually say? What's a summary of this? Yeah. Then all of a sudden my mind is activated right. and I'm trying to answer a question. What does this mean? And I write that down. Now, I will say, even as a preacher, I've sometimes found that tedious. Yeah. And so 
bounce back and forth. Yep. You know, it doesn't always have to be that. But if you're struggling with a, a section or a book of the Bible or struggling to get going, maybe that's something that can help you. And a cool side effect of that is if you do a good, effective summary sentence, then by the end of a study, you could have like one page of paper that summarizes a whole book of the Bible. Wow. Yeah. And while I have difficulties, I can't quantify a whole book of the Bible like Romans 16 chapters. I can't put all that every word in my head. I, I'm not gifted that way. What I can do is I can know what the topic of 16 chapters is yeah. because I can think through 16 sentences. Yeah, so yeah, that's good. So it's just a different way of, of hopefully help, helping to engage people's mind. Yeah. All right, anything else you want to say on this? Uh, nothing else on this. I would just offer to anybody who, who made it this far into the podcast episode, thank you for listening. Um, but, man, if you have any questions or um, if you need resources, you know, that is what we're here for. Um, so don't be afraid to ask. Go reach out to us. You can visit our website, fbcofallon.org. Um, there's a contact place there. And so just send us a message and say, hey, um, I want to get started with Bible study. How, how, can, how can you, uh, or we're here to help, right? Right. Um, so I just say reach out. Um, ask, ask your local pastor if you're not part of this faith community. Um, talk to someone. Um, but like I said, it, like you said, and what we've kind of said, it's okay to not be okay. It's not okay to stay that way. Um, it's okay if if, that, if you're listening to this today and you're like, man, my Bible study hasn't been what it should be, where it needs to be. It's okay. We're, no one's perfect. It's not okay to stay that way. Right. So take Bro. steps. Use this as a good resource, as a tool. Grow in your faith. Have faith in real life. Oh, oh, I like but, uh, that. Man, see that how I did good. that? You like that? <laughs> I, did, I did like that. <laughs> um, so, so Bryson would say if you're starting today, maybe read the book of First John. Uh, maybe. I think it's a good good stepping yep. stone. And if you want a next step, maybe uh, the Gospel of John, written by the same guy. I think those are both good. First John will really yep. talk to you about assurance of salvation. Absolutely. The Gospel of John will talk to you about salvation at all. You get to hear um, the life of Christ yep. and and you know his work on the cross. Mm-hmm. And so hearing the story of the life of of the name we profess is is a good place to start as well. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening to Faith in Real Life. Don't forget to subscribe and share with someone who needs a little faith in their life. And also, uh, we'd really appreciate you rating this podcast on your favorite podcast app, leaving a review. It helps get the word out. And if you're in the O'Fallon, Illinois area, we'd love for you to stop by and visit one of our church services in a small group, which we call Life Group. And those are in person or online. And you can find out all the details about things happening in our church through social media and at fbcofallon.org. That's fbcofallon.org. And we'll see you next time.